everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today we are diving into the esport world. We're here with the BBXH, or the proper name D. So first of all, D, thanks, thanks for taking the time. It's a pleasure having you part of this. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, and and I think like first of all, I just gotta ask you about the name. You know, like how did you come yeah. up with BBXH, or like was it yours, <laughs> or like who who came up with this? Okay, so XH is actually a clan tag from way back of Minecraft servers, or is it called XHCraft? And so it kind of started from that. And when I started streaming, I didn't know what to expect. So (laughs) I was like, I feel like I need to pick a name that, like, it has no ties to me before streaming. So, and I used to always call people, like, almost like a pet name, BB, like, oh, hey, BB. So yeah, yeah. I decided I'll be BBXH. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a great name though. And I mean, like it's, it's yeah. been stuck ever since, I guess. So it's been, it's been working, I guess. It has. And you know, I didn't even think about it before, but alphabetically, yeah. like for when things are listed alphabetically, I'm always at the beginning, which I hadn't considered, but I do appreciate that uh, no, for I, things that I've run into. <laughs> I guess like it, it, it's like a perk, right? And like some of like yeah. the things to things to think about. I mean, like shit. Maybe we should have shot, changed our name. Then we're sporting global. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess I guess uh, now it's now it's too late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, now you're but, stuck and, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we love it though. We love it. It fits well. Yeah, so we're, we're happy. But we're gonna explore a little bit into, like I said, the esport industry with you. And and I mean, like obviously, I think first and foremost, like. For those of you that don't know you, if you could just give you a little bit of background about like who you are, how you started your streaming career, because kind of like that's that's your big thing right now. And also as a streamer, like I always thought it was interesting to like why certain streamers shows like certain genres or like certain games. And for you, it's sort of like Sea of Thieves. So you could just share a little bit about that. I think it would be a great way to start this uh, conversation going. For sure. So I am a full-time streamer and I have been full-time for about, I guess, three and a half years now, but streaming for four and a half years. And when I started my streaming career, I was still, I was just working a full-time 40 hour a week job at an office and decided to start streaming kind of as a hobby or just to kind of like try it and see what would come of it. And I ended up enjoying it and getting some good opportunities in it and eventually got to a point where I could be, you know, sustainable with it full time. And I made that switch, which was a little scary, but (laughs) ended up working out for me. And so that was kind of how I got started. And that's why I am. And then I also do esports broadcasting and hosting whenever I have the opportunity to, which has been awesome. And then as far as for choosing a game, so the first game that I actually streamed was before Sea of Thieves was Clash Royale and it's a mobile game. Most people I think know, if they don't know Clash Royale, they usually know Clash of Clans. Yeah, 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 yeah. All made by Supercell, same company. And they had just come out with Clash Royale. So it's the same characters in Clash of Clans, but it's a primarily 1v1 game, uh, tower defense, just on mobile, very simple. And it had just come out, I think just before March, 2016. And I started watching people stream it yeah, yeah. to try to get better myself. Cause there's a lot of strategy in it and right. how to play different characters that you have. So yeah. 
then I kind of got to the point where I was like, oh, maybe I can, maybe I can do this. Cause I do have a background kind of in entertainment with modeling and acting. I worked in that, uh, since high school. And then I've been a gamer my whole life. I had an older brother growing up who <laughs> used to want me to watch him play video games. Right. There, there, that's how it usually starts, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With that, like, first love for right. gaming. And so, yeah, so that's that's how I chose what to start with. And and then it's been a long ride of ups and downs and in, right. in landing on Sea of Thieves now. I mean, I tried it after, after I realized Clash Royale wasn't for me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do Dead by Daylight full time. I just couldn't grow in that. Same with Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. And I had played Sea of Thieves since beta, just kind of on and off. But I always loved that game because the graphics are just beautiful. Right. And, and it's more of a laid back game. It's more of an adventure game. Whereas I came from Clash Royale, which is extremely competitive. Yeah. And so it was a nice change for me. And then from there, I just kind of got locked in and have been playing it ever since for almost two years now i think consistently oh okay that that's i mean like i guess like that's kind of long though right for like sticking yeah. with the game i guess uh especially yeah. streaming wise too because i guess like um and I, and I know like obviously i've been obviously without like being into the whole streamer uh mindset and mode i mean obviously watching some streams and i think a lot of like the people that are listening to this which you know is a lot of young students and professionals i think i think they can casually say they will uh, even if they don't have time maybe watching like playing games they go in and, and watch someone stream and like play mm-hmm. those games and I guess like um, like a lot of the times like I guess your audience sort of like you know also have their favorite games and say oh like why can't you play this or why can't you play that and I guess you probably heard oh, that yeah. like a lot how do you, how do you kind, of, kind of like get like no we're playing like COTs or, or what is your approach to this man I mean usually I just tell people, I don't know if that one's for me or like, cause right. especially I ran into that really hard with class, after Clash Royale. Yeah. I think what really hurt Clash Royale back in 2017 was Fortnite coming out. And yeah. because if you think about it, like the, a lot of the crowd for Clash Royale is a younger crowd because right. it's on a mobile phone, yeah. which everybody has, you don't yeah. need a console, you don't need a PC and it's free. Right. And so that's a lot of the Fortnite crowd is younger crowds. So man, as soon as that came out all the time, people were like, play Fortnite, play Fortnite. <laughs> but I just told them, I'm like, I am just not into right. first person shooter. I'm not into shooting games. I'm just not. So yeah, that's, that's fair. But can, can you just explain a little bit on like, what is the, what is the concept of CFTs for those that don't, don't yeah. understand that game? Because I mean, like, I guess it's, kind of like interesting to like dive a little bit more into a client since that's your focus. Yeah, it's definitely a unique game. So you are a pirate in this nice. game and you can play it solo or you can play, you can have up to four people on your crew okay. and there's different ships and you just, there's no building in the game. You just automatically get a ship when you log in okay. and your focus in the game is there's different commendations that you can work on right. or achievements. So you're for collecting different types of treasure or you can work kind of as a merchant or mm. a reaper when you're pvping with other players right. and you just kind of sail around and you can dig up treasure there's also puzzle quests nice. um there's also a competitive mode called arena where it's 15 match or a 15 minute match almost kind of like a battle royale okay but yeah. not le- not last ship standing for yeah, right yeah. now but um but the beauty of sea of thieves is that you can never 
avoid danger, so to speak. So you may right. have all of this treasure on your ship, but you could have like there's some PVE in the game. Like there's a giant megalodon shark that attacks you, or there's skeleton ships, and they can come after you at any time. But you also can't avoid PVP. So there might be like maybe you and I are on the same server, same ocean, right. and you see me with a bunch of treasure, and you can I'm going go after, after people. You. I'm going straight after you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can take people's treasure right off their ship right. and try to run away with them people hide on each other's ships it's a lot of fun oh, that's, that's that sounds a lot of cool i might have we might have to check that out at some point you should it's yeah. a lot of fun all right so i mean like obviously you, you mentioned you sort of like officially started streaming i guess in in 2016 and i mean like it's been four years now like a lot of things have changed and like what are some of the you know changes you have seen as a streamer and like from from 2016 i guess you know, from, from obviously going into like, you know, okay, this is like what I'm going to live and, and, and go after like full time, but also like in a sense of like, like how the, the element and status of a streamers has changed over the last four years. That's a really good question because it has changed so much in such a short time. Right. And I, I do think going back to Fortnite and like that really, I think changed the world of streaming and of Twitch. I can't tell you how many times people ask me, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm a streamer on Twitch. And they go, oh, it's Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> and most people don't know. And, right. and you really have to explain it to them that I always say it's kind of like YouTube, except you're live and you're gaming and you talk to people and people are like, what? Like, yeah. so confused. Why by would it, you but... do that? <laughs> right. Like people actually all the quote I get from people who don't know, oh, you actually get paid to play games. And I'm like, right. Well, not necessarily, but in a sense, sure. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's changed so much. And I think nowadays, more people know what Twitch is. And if they don't know what Twitch is, they know what streamers are. They know sure. what gaming streamers are. Like yeah. almost everybody knows who Ninja is at this point. And I do think that like love him or hate him, uh, he's opened up the world's eyes to gaming right. and doing that as a career and being successful with it. I mean, he's been on so many popular talk shows and things like yeah. that. And I think companies are realizing like, okay, this could be really good for business or right. there's good collaborations going back to Ninja. He paired up with Drake and yeah. that was so successful for both of them, at least in my opinion. And I mean, we saw last year, obviously yeah. in the States, one of the biggest, sporting events of the year is the super bowl yeah, for the yeah. nfl and they did the streamer bowl on twitch where they paired up nfl players and some of the top streamers and right. so many people came out for that so i think yeah. it has grown and it's become much more mainstream for people and people are starting to see like okay this there's something to this and this is an up-and-coming world right no I, I i completely agree and i think it's like as as we talked about a little bit in the beginning in terms of awareness right and knowing knowing what it is and I mean, like, I'm even like that old as we were like talking about like sort of like PewDiePie, like revolutionizing, I guess, like on YouTube and playing video games, right? And and kind of like how that led into like people, okay, watching other people play. And then obviously, you know, Twitch was smart enough to see a, a gap in the market where people, you know, and I think a lot of people can relate to just the fact that maybe, you know, they don't have the money for like, you know, playing their own games or having consoles or like a PC or what it might be. So why not, why not watch someone, you know, play the game you wanted to play? You know, it's almost like kind of like the same and maybe build, you know, that connection. But 
from like a personal standpoint, like from your journey, like what are some of the things that you've been learning and seeing the most in those four years? Man, I've learned, I've learned so much. I think I've learned a for myself to be comfortable with it. I think because of the topics we just talked about before, I felt a little, you know, nervous about telling people, oh, this is what I do full time. Right. Maybe not embarrassed, but maybe a little bit about right. it. Whereas now I'm so proud of it. And I'm so proud to tell people what I do because people understand what it is now. But I've learned a lot about myself in doing it as well. Like you learn so, so many things from people about people. You learn a lot of how to deal with people. It thickens your skin because yeah. I mean, we both know the internet can be right. a brutal place sometimes. Right. Even if it's live, but, even if it's live, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And I feel like I was definitely a sensitive person before. Right. And I'm still me, but like I've definitely grown a thicker skin, which I feel like, I don't know, it's been helpful. And you just, you learn how to communicate to people in a way I think that's strong, but you can still be kind to people no matter what. Yeah. And just learning things about business as well of, you know, what works, what doesn't work. It takes a lot of trial and error, as right. we all know, in content creation. Yeah. And I think those are probably the biggest things I've learned these past four years. Well, I can imagine. And, and what a journey, right? And you talk a lot about, you know, uh, again, it, like it's, it's different. Once again, it's when it's live, right? And you have like that interactions with people. And, and as we just talked about before we started the podcast, like, you know, you have people coming in maybe like for just a few seconds. And then you have people that are, you know, uh, you know, subscribing to you and like following you and like watching every stream. Like, how do you, how do you balance that that out and like what was some of the things you were thinking about in the beginning of like how do i how do i interact with these people i think i mean i guess you kind of learn as you go yeah. I, in that sense because some people yeah they come in and they'll tell you about something that's going on in your life you know and right. then they'll come back tomorrow and and vice versa maybe you share something on stream and they they come back in tomorrow and they're, they ask you, oh, well, how did this go? How was that? And you kind of feel like, wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, yeah. they're listening. And right. like, we're building a bond and a friendship, even though, I mean, they can see me, but I can't see them, but we're still right. like, you build a bond with those people and the people who are new in your channel. I mean, you know, some people pop in and say hi and never come back or yeah. some people pop in every now and then and say hi. And so it's just, it's been a learning experience. And I feel like the balance is just kind of comes from like who comes in chat that day. And, right. and I try to like be mindful and remember things. And, and yeah. I, I just enjoy it. That's probably one of my favorite things about streaming is getting to know people and learning right. from people. Yeah. At the end of the day, you are dealing with people. Yeah. You know? And and I think this is a very, very key factor that I think people just think it's about playing games or, or like whatever you're, mm -hmm whatever you're streaming right it doesn't just have to be games but looking into the future the beginner faces a choice that leads him to the triumph or not being surrounded by like-minded professionals can be the best guarantee that you actually take that crucial career step sport in global is a digital network for sports jobs it gives you the chance to be involved in the sports industry no matter who you are regardless of gender nationality and experience our AI system matches up talent with human resources. 
Candidates who align with the company's values and needs immediately get shortlisted. It saves time for HR and increases the opportunities available to applicants. The platform identifies tailor-made recommendations based on user needs, so you're always aware of the possibilities out there right now. SportIn Global is a place where students gain key tips about jobs and build the valuable connections that are essential for people at the beginning of their career path. The path from candidate to champion starts with a single step in the right direction. Sign up to Sport in Global. Sport in Global, the best way to enter the sports industry. But I'm, like obviously, you know, I assume like the streaming, you know, like, you know, creating the videos, creating the content and all this like takes a lot of time and obviously, you know, balance in life in general is very important and I know you've been focusing a lot on you know fitness and health and how do you sort of like balance you know both of these things out because you know they're both time consuming but at the same time you know you gotta you gotta I guess stay fit you know in order to produce the best sort of content and, and stay on top of the game so I'm like I'm just kind of like curious how you how you balance that and balance your life I mean I think the thing is that I mean you just you you always have time for what you want to make time for right and you just have to learn what you want to prioritize or what you can delegate 100%. to yeah. people or hire people for yeah. to help you out I definitely have got had help from people to get to the point where I am now like I just right. hired a YouTube editor because nice. that was something I realized like I I don't have the time to do this and it's not something that I personally feel like I'm good at doing and I'm okay right. with that but I'm going to, I'm going to outsource this to somebody else to help me do this. And, yep. um, but I mean, as far as like the fitness and things go, I just had the hardest time recently actually, because so last year I competed in my first bodybuilding competition and then I did another one this year and you really have to be super consistent right, with it. Right. But, right. But after that kind of goal of like, okay, I have, I'm competing the state after that was over. It was so hard for me these past few weeks to get myself on track with motivation. And, and it took me a few days to realize like, uh, I can make this happen. Yeah. And for me, I just, I started getting up early. I got up like today, I got up at 4.30 <laughs> to go to the gym at five. And that way right. I can get on and be on my stream. And I, cause I start stream early. I start at 7 a.m. Yeah, Eastern yeah. and I could start it at a different time. But right. that's been my time slot for a long right. time now. There's people I want to play with. So I realized, okay, I need to make this happen. And I wanted to make it happen. And so I did. And I, and I try, I think you just have to realize that like, you can make time for those things. Like the people right. that say, oh, I don't have time to work out. Like you do. You always like have sometimes time. <laughs> you always have time. It really only, I mean, you give yourself an hour, 45 minutes. That's all you need. Yeah. And you can make that happen. But sometimes it's, it's giving up the things that you maybe do in excess that you in like, like watching Netflix or right. playing games off stream and things like right. that, that you can just take a little bit out of that to give it to somewhere else. And that helps create that balance. Absolutely. Um, and and um, obviously, you know, you talk a little bit in the, in the beginning about, um, you know, your experience within the esport world as like a caster and, and host. And I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like curious, like how that door opened up for you and, and like, is this something that you've been, you know, thinking about as, I don't know, I guess like maybe a potential like career choice, like after this or like balancing it oh, out, yeah. like, like tell us a little bit about this, you know, because I think it's interesting. Yeah. So like, and we meant, like we talked about, 
I started my streaming career with playing Clash Royale. And in Clash Royale, it is a competitive game. And I started hosting tournaments on my stream. And that's actually what helped my stream grow because people wanted to compete in these tournaments. And sometimes I would do gift card prizes because you can buy gems in the game. And again, it was sometimes a lot of younger crowds. So maybe they couldn't afford or their parents wouldn't allow them to buy gems. So here's a way for them to to earn it. So it really started growing. And then they started having these in-game tournaments that were really expensive to put on in it would co- it would cost in-game gems the equivalent of about like 700 us dollars or something along those lines That's so it was yeah. yeah and not many of course not many people hosted those but it would right. hold a thousand players and so there was somebody who uh had an or- esports organization and somebody from my stream worked with him and linked me up with him. And nice. with him, he said, hey, if you host this so people have a place to go to get in the tournament, I will sponsor this tournament and nice. I will pay to have it, you know, to organize it in the game. So that's how it kind of started for me. And I would host these thousand player tournaments and it was nuts. <laughs> people would wait in your chat, you'd have so many people in the Twitch chat. And as soon as you gave the password out, that thing with a thousand players filled up instantly, instantly. That's so cool. It was insane. But from there, obviously I wasn't playing in the tournament, maybe sometimes, but most of the time I would spectate people's games and I would, I would commentate on the games. And then more and more people, these just kind of third party community members started putting on tournaments as well and would ask me to cast them. I casted so many of these tournaments uh, on my stream and a lot of them I wouldn't get paid to do, but I just enjoyed it. It was great practice for me. And from there, there was a guy from an esports organization, Mo Esports, and he was going to be hosting a live esports event called Northern Arena. They still do Northern Arena up in Canada. Oh, that's cool. And through somebody else I knew, he they were looking for casters for it. And so somebody suggested my name, nice. luckily, and gave my name to him. And he, so he said, yeah. So he hired me and one other guy from the community to cast it. And that was my first opportunity. So I traveled up to Canada, <laughs> up cool. to Toronto. And that was my first experience kind of like being at the desk and, you know, with the whole headset, right. the whole setup players were there live on stage. And there was also, they were doing other games, Hearthstone and maybe league or pod or something like that, but yeah, they were yeah. also doing clash Royale. And so that was kind of my, and then from there, they did another one, which they brought me back for. And then eventually the game company, supercell, Ooh. they started deciding, okay, we should be hosting our own esports event. And they had already, I guess, seen my work through that and seen me do these live productions. So had reached out to me to to start hosting these. And it just kind of it was a snowball effect from there. You get booked for one and people say, "Okay, these are the casters for Clash Royale. Let's bring them on for this event and that event. (laughs) That's kind of how it happened. Yeah, no, like it's a, it's a, like it's a, it's in a trickle effect, right? Like once yes. you get get the ball rolling, and of course, like mm-hmm. you know, you're good at what you're doing, and you know what you're talking about as well. I think, like you know, one of the key things is you know the game, you know, like in and out yeah. too. So it's like you know, it's you know what's going on. Like it's easy to kind of you know play along and and kind of like good create good content. And obviously, mm-hmm. like without like maybe even think about it, like it's it's a great practice also for like you know. I guess being a streamer because you have mm-hmm. to like you know do live talking and like 
you have to be engaging and there's there's a lot of stuff to to think about on that and, and that that's amazing to hear kind of like your journey on that and, and like how do you like what has been your thoughts like kind of like moving with this for is this something you see like oh i always want to do this sort of like on the side is this something that you know exploring different other kind of games or like just being part of like either as a host or like as a casual yeah. like what is what has been sort of like your thoughts on that i honestly I honestly would do casting and hosting full time nice. if I had the opportunity to. And I've gotten the opportunity to do it at least for like a few months at a time for like nice. a series that they were filming. But I love that so much. I tell you what, and I think I kind of realized that I liked it back when I was going to the working in like the I went to this modeling and acting school and I ended up working there for a long time as well. Right. And I realized like the modeling stuff was fun. Um, too short to walk on the yeah. runway. It just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, acting, not my thing. Right. But I really loved the kind of world of being on stage or being on camera and being in that entertainment role, but still being yourself. Right. So being like a caster, a yeah, host, yeah, yeah. a news anchor, et cetera. And I realized yeah. that's what I want to do. That's what I really love. And I really, where I see myself is I would love to do it full-time maybe that's in esports maybe that's in tv show hosting right. maybe it's in sports casting whatever it is like right. that's my long-term goal nice. um you know and maybe it's on twitch maybe it's on tv i don't know i'll just kind of yeah. see where the, the journey takes me we'll have to keep, keep following that that track yeah. to see where it leads you i mean like at the end of the day though like i, I guess like you know the, the streaming itself is, is a great practice for you know yeah. that that's current role too and i see like you know there's several uh you know people coming up from you know whether that's making videos on youtube about the games and then suddenly you know they're being invited to uh being being uh, casters at, at the tournaments and now like they're sort of yeah. like a staple right yeah and, and that's kind of cool and like seeing that and but i think it's also one thing like you touch upon too is like is there a competitive you know, market and a landscape for that to actually do business. Because uh, I mean, like obviously without the tournaments, like how are you, how are you gonna do it? So yeah. I, I guess like, that's also like a huge factor for like where you can, you know, contribute yeah. in terms of like the game side. But but I, it's cool to hear that you're kind of like also already been thinking about like, okay, maybe there's stuff outside the the esports world or like maybe it's inside, but but kind of like exploring that, that casserole way. Will be will be interesting to see for for sure where your path path goes and and we're sort of like about to to wrap up here and and there's always like one question we we always like to ask because there's a lot of young you know students and professionals mm -hmm. here listening and I think there's a lot of people that you know I think would tune into this that has a passion for like you know maybe being a streamer or like working in the esport industry somehow but it's still like so young, right? So people, especially right. like maybe in, you know, not the typical markets like, you know, the US and and uh, Asia and everything, like it's a little bit more, you know, professionally and well more organized. I think like it would be interesting, like what do you tips do you have for say like a student that wants to learn more about streamers and how to work in the industry, but also from a business side, right? Because I'm thinking yeah. like there's a lot of potential in terms of helping the streamers you know like mm -hmm. there's a lot of new streamers coming up probably daily on twitch you know like going oh, on yeah. and like creating trying to create content and i guess like there's i would assume like there's some potential in terms of you know grabbing that of helping 
helping these streamers, you know, whether that's linking them up to the right kind of organizations or finding them or what it might be in, in their pad. And, and what, what kind of tips do you have from your experience so far? And, and what opportunities do you see moving so forward? So there's a few things that come to mind. So I think obviously they, would, they should find something that suits their strengths and something that they enjoy doing. Absolutely. And as a streamer myself, I immediately thought of, well, what are things that I need help with? And right. some of the things I need to help with, I mean, obviously, like I mentioned, YouTube editing, man, that is such a big market. And there's so many people I know that are looking for YouTube editors. And a lot right. of these people that do it and do a great job are self-taught. And so right. I think it's something that people can easily do in their free time. So you could go down that route of kind of helping somebody with their content creation, like somebody like me as a Twitch streamer, right. producing YouTube videos. That's that's not my number one. Live yeah. streaming is not my, my number one. Right. And it's something I, like I said, I really don't have the time to do, or I'd rather, I'd rather hire somebody who can do it better than I can. Right, right, for sure. Um, for sure. But then there's also like the side of, of the tech side of it. I can't tell you how many times I get questions um, on the tech side of things of, how do I set up like OBS, which is right. the open broadcast software yeah, yeah, yeah. that gets you to stream or how do I set up my mic or so they have so many tech questions. And I know that there's a lot of college students that are tech savvy. Right. And I feel like that's such a big needed and it would be great to have like a place to go to for that because now you just kind of try to find people in your community <laughs> right. that know that stuff and that can help you. But it would right. be great to have a spot. And then the other th big thing that comes to mind is so many Colleges, universities have esports programs now, and there's and they're putting on these events. And I feel like getting involved and working those events, you'll learn so much, and yeah. you'll learn about all the different jobs that go into putting on an event and a production, and right. maybe realizing like, "Ooh, I like this part. This part seems really fun." Right. And there was honestly that first tournament that I told you that I was hosting at. Yeah there was a girl who was volunteering there. I'm not sure how she got connected with them to volunteer, but she was just volunteering right. at right. this event. And then I linked up with her and remembered her years later. And she herself was streaming on Twitch. And then she through all of this progression that she had done kind of starting at the base and working her way up. She then was like working in like a top level at an esports organization. Last time I chatted with awesome. her up in Canada, but she really started at the base and she right. got to see like what all goes into this, where could I fit myself in and enjoy it? And she found her place, not like she tried the streaming, realized, okay, this is my yeah, on yeah. camera. It's not my thing. I want to do behind the scenes right. and organizing these players and yeah. getting them on the team, getting them trained and all of that. So there's so many different avenues that are out yeah. there. And I think it's just finding your place and where, where you see, okay, this is needed and this is something I can do. Right. No, I think it's really great advice. And at the end of the day, like you get, you have to get your foot on foot in the door and you know, yeah. the best way to do so is, is volunteering, you know, yeah, taking involved. your step out there. And I think like one of the things you, you touch a lot upon and something that I think, especially on the sports side of education is like transitioning more and more into what do we say? Like digital transformation uh, in the sport industry and in the sports tech, mm -hmm. sports tech side. And Obviously, as you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of untapped potential. And I think probably there's a lot of people out there that has, you know, uh, you know, digital 
digital experience, maybe making videos for fun, you know, and like just, okay, this is a nice, you know, just, I just do it because I like to learn it. And then maybe there's like streamers out there that need that help as you were talking about, but then you got to go out, you know, talk with them. And, and in that sense too, like how, like how are someone like going to reach out to like a streamer, you know, about like, Hey, maybe, maybe you need some help, you know, for like, is this something you know, you're looking for? Because I guess like, there's always like a, I think people maybe expect that you guys to know it or do it, which is, I mean, like sort of like yeah. weird, weird thing, but I, I, I would just think like, this is probably what people think. So like, how are you going to approach, like, say you, you needed help, right. As you yeah. said, like, okay, I need someone to like edit my YouTube videos. How are they going to approach like people like yourself and streamers to like, I can be your like maybe help out for you. Yeah. I will say like most, like most things, cold calling, so to speak, typically doesn't work, at least for me. Like I get messages from people frequently saying like, oh, hey, I can edit YouTube if you need help. Right. And I, I mean, for me, like, it's just not going to go anywhere. Like, right. I feel like the best way to do that is to just build a natural bond first, like find a streamer that you like, maybe somebody that you're already watching yeah. and chat with them, be active in their chat be active in their discord so they get to kind of know you and yeah. they have that comfort because there are so many people that come in and out of the stream all day right. but the ones that come in there consistently and and you don't have to be there all day long but you right. know i i i to the point where i know who they are i remember yeah. their name and there's somebody that i would be so happy to work with and if and then i feel like if you see it's something that they need, they don't have somebody doing their YouTube already, right. then and you feel like, okay, they know who I am, they trust who I am, then reach right. out to them privately, whether yep. it's in Discord or whatever is their preferred way, and just say, hey, just letting you know, this is something I can do if you need it. Right. Here's an example of something I've done if you're curious, right. if you have time, whatever what's, you want to say. What's the value, right? For you, what's the right. value for you? Show what you can do, like, yeah. and make it easy and accessible and and yeah, and I feel like building that true bond, like a friendship yeah. first is, you know, is the way to get in the door for sure. Right. And I think, I think just touching upon that too is, you know, if you're going to bring up some examples, like utilize something like say like a video that you already been making, or like, maybe there's a way you can like edit that, or, you know, I guess yeah. like there's a, there's a way you can like clip something from the, the stream and say, Hey, look what yes. I can do, you know, and like showcase. Yes. So now, now, like, because now she's like, all right, here's the value, right? Here's yeah. the value that I can provide like, you. Here's a, like a free sample of what right. I can do with your content. Exactly. Right. So I mean, like, I think we're on the same page here of like yeah. what, what, what these students and young professionals should do. But what I would say before we wrap up is sort of, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of opportunities. And as, yeah. as you said, D, is that you kind of like need to find, you know, what are you passionate about and like, try different things too, because I know there's a lot of people out there that, that don't know exactly where they want to go. And I guess like esports is still a little bit, what can I do, you know? And, and if you're going yeah. like into event space, uh, I would also say this, that at the end of the day, like events is sort of like organized and structured sort of like the same, doesn't matter what kind of events it is. So once you kind of like yeah. get your experience there or have experience from like, maybe you work like at football stadiums or maybe you work yeah. at other kind of events, that experience is relevant for you, even like in the esport industry. So as, as they say, like, what can you provide of value and like, how can you showcase that? And if you're passionate about that, take the initiative, say, oh, like maybe you see there's an event going on or like maybe you see that, you know, these like 
casting an event to say like hey is there any like way i can volunteer you know or like yeah. you know, be part of that event because maybe you would know like who would be the best person to speak with so at the yeah. end of the day you need to take the initiative and, and be proactive and then with that the i don't know if you have any final final comments or or remarks before we wrap up i don't think so i guess well, maybe the one thing i would say is that kind of like just to reiterate what we talked about is you can easily create your own opportunities in this world that's the beauty of of life and social media is yeah. you can be accessible to the streamers or content creators and and you can create those opportunities with them or for yourself kind of like how i guess i did in a way with the yeah. casting is because i was i just started hosting the tournaments right. on my channel even before i had like these big tournaments happening I was just doing small ones yeah. and then you just never know what can come of it so I do think like you and I said like something that you find that you like and trying different things and then just go with it start it and see what happens because you really you yeah. really never know absolutely and with that T I would like to thank you so much for taking the time I wish you all the best with yeah. the streams with uh, you know your your casting career you. maybe you maybe you go into more professional sports you know I think yeah. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. I know. <laughs> uh, I would love that. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. You gotta you gotta keep us posted. On, on I will. But but nonetheless, uh, with every video podcast we're doing, we're always finishing with Lisnakis, which means see you later in Norwegian. So now you oh. now you know some Norwegian. <laughs> okay, that's my first bit of Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, D. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, it was, uh, it was our pleasure. Thanks.